In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Our, our topic uh, this morning might be called um, Happy New Year, Now Go Out and Repent. Um, that message seems to be very clear. As we leave this old year that is past, we pray for a new beginning. And of course, uh, newness didn't come this weekend for all of our parties and all of our parades and all of our bowl games. Newness didn't come this weekend. The gospel this morning announces that the new beginning that we look for is to be found in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And he is the only one who can bring us this newness that we know we must find. St. John the Baptist comes before him to tell us of the need. Now, when someone comes to announce something that may be very important, but nobody really wants to listen to it because it makes them uncomfortable, we sometimes describe this by saying that he is like the one of a voice crying in the wilderness. Now, some of you may think that this homily is beginning to shape up like such a moment, and perhaps it is. St. John the Baptist did not make us comfortable. He did not graciously say, there, 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 be happy this new year. The Baptist confronts us on the way to the party, and he says words that don't fit the common, correct, and comfortable spirits of this age. He says, repent, prepare the way of the Lord. Now, there are some modern commentators who are inclined to dismiss this message as a sort of prophetic transition that was set aside, that became obsolete when the Lord himself came on the scene. And so we don't really have to listen to John the Baptist when he says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We should be reminded, if we are inclined to think that way, we should be reminded of the place that the Lord himself gave to St. John and to his message. The Lord said later that no one greater than John was ever born of a woman, and look on the iconostas. We see that the greatest one born of a woman stands next to the only begotten Son of God who was born of the Virgin. They ever stand together on the iconostas. So then, what is it that St. John has for us as we begin this new year? The consensus of the Holy Fathers makes it clear that the Baptist message is to be seen as the crown and the completion of the prophets and the very first step toward our salvation in the kingdom. Simply put, it is the repentance preached by St. John the Baptist that is needed for us if we are to prepare for the coming of Christ. You say you want Christ, then listen first 
to what John the Baptist says. You say you want Christ, listen to St. John and do what the Baptist says. The blessed St. Ambrose of Milan expresses this this way. He says, neither repentance avails without grace, nor grace without repentance. For repentance must first condemn sin, that grace may blot it out. So it is that St. John came preaching repentance, while Christ came to offer grace. Again, simply put, if I want to receive the grace of God, I must first repent of my sins and confess my desperate need. If I want to receive Christ, then the way to prepare for receiving him is repentance. Does it begin to make any sense to us why it is that we have come to, in the Orthodox Church, practice confession before communion and not after communion? We come to confession that we might prepare for communion. The Blessed Father Alexander Schmemann spoke of how our life is a cycle of preparation and then fulfillment. You want to be fulfilled? And we all want to be fulfilled. So many in this world talk about self-fulfillment. You want to be fulfilled? Then prepare for it. And the gratification of this grace the gratification of the grace that is offered in the kingdom of God is not instant, as much as we'd like to think that it ought to be. My preparation for fulfillment begins with my repentance. Prepare the way of the Lord. St. Jerome spoke of the message of the Baptist as a prologue to be completed by the Lord. To be sure, without the coming of Christ, our repentance, and even that of St. John the Baptist, our repentance would just be sorrow and regret. Sorrow and regret that by themselves could never bring us salvation. For sorrow and regret, as so many of us know, does not in and of itself save us. Elsewise, all those sorrowing and regretting in the world would have the joy of the Lord, and we know that's not so. It is a first step. And today, just as the Baptist preached by the River Jordan, he preaches to us here in this day that the place to begin is with repentance. There is a line in one of the litanies that, that asks the Lord that we might live the remainder of our life in in peace and repentance. And whether we admit it to ourselves or whether we ignore it, we are living today in the remainder of our life. Today is the beginning, you might say, of the remainder of your life. It is the first step of what's left of your life. Now that sounds kind of depressing. You know, that doesn't sound very encouraging, Father John, on the first day of the new year. That's not very encouraging. Today is the first day of all that's left of your life. But don't get overwhelmed with the dread of it. Instead, prepare for it. 
Don't let that be depressing. Let that be energizing. Let that be motivating. Prepare for the rest of your life. Prepare for the end of your life. For at the end of it, we will all stand before him and give an account. So how do we prepare to make repentance a part of our life? If this is so important, as St. John said to us, how do we prepare? Forgive a story here. Yesterday, like many other fools, I noticed that my car was dirty. It had gotten dirty from road mud and rain and flyby um, uh, crows going by. So I did, um, somewhat foolishly to think of what's happened today, I did a, a quick but pretty good job of washing my car on the outside. And as I was complimenting myself on how good my new ride looked, I opened the door and I realized how really grubby it was inside. I had cleaned up the outside, but it was really grubby inside. And how often do we find that in a deeper way in our personal lives? There is that space inside of us that we think nobody else ever sees. There is that space inside of ourselves that we want to forget about and we don't want to look at. A cleansing light needs to shine in upon it, lest it become an unfit habitation, lest it not be a place that the Lord would want to come to. The cleansing light is available after every Saturday Great Vespers, and no appointment is necessary. It is available to you if you avail yourself of it. And when we make confession a regular part of our lives, we are preparing our hearts. We are preparing a clean, clear path for the Lord to make his abode within us. When he comes, where will he make his abode? Will he make it in a clean, clear place with a path that is clearly marked to it? Or will he have to stumble over all the things that we have left therein? So we begin a fresh new year. May St. John the Baptist remind us with the words on his icon every day, this day, every day that the Lord gives us in the remainder of our life. May we have the Spirit speak this message to our hearts. Repent. And as St. Seraphim reminds us, when the Spirit of God comes down upon a man, it may overshadow him. But from that overshadowing, much like from the overshadowing of that repentance that comes to us, when that Spirit comes upon us in the fullness of it, the human soul begins to overflow with unspeakable joy. And how many of you have known unspeakable joy when you walked away from confession? When you came repentant, when you confessed, and when you walked away with unspeakable joy, for your heart was open and clear and clean 
and you had prepared the way of the Lord that he might come and take up his abode within you. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus.